Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damia Shodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. What is going on, my Trusky, Brusky, Bros, my planters, my planties? How y'all doing? Whatever day you're listening to this podcast, welcome to another episode of the Planter Podcast. I am your host, I'm Yoshodi. If you are new to the planter, yellow, thank you so much for listening. And if you have been listening to the planter, what up, family? I'm so happy that you continuously come in every week to listen to this podcast. I really, really do appreciate every single person who um, listens and then also shares this podcast with their friends and their family and find value in this podcast and that it encourages you every week. And I thank you for all the new reviews I've got or one of the reviews that I got on um, Apple Podcasts that you said that this podcast encourages you and it's one of your favorites and I'm just so happy that you enjoy it. So. We are going to talk about it. You already know what we're going to talk about. It's like the biggest thing this week. It's Kanye West. All right. We are going to be talking about the new album, Jesus is King. And we're going to just be talking about some things that I've learned from this situation. I didn't expect that I was going to put this on the podcast or talk about it on this, but... I felt led to. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, so just to kind of make some background about Kanye, I've always been a Kanye fan. Like ever since I heard, I don't even know, way back in the day, but Graduation, uh, my, one of my favorite albums, um, I've always liked him. Even when he was, you know what I'm saying, flip-flopping around, acting a little something-something, I've always liked him. I just... I don't know. I've admired his talent. And then I just felt that, I don't know, that God's hand was still on him, even though he was wilding. Um, So I've always liked him, right? But, you know, when Sunday services started coming, I wasn't sure what to really think about it. Um, I was hearing different opinions. It is a church. I was hearing different opinions. Oh, he's just trying to make money and all this stuff. So I was a little bit leery of what to think about him and what he's doing. But still supporting his music. So it wasn't until I watched a video by, I don't know which one it was by Marcus Rogers. He's on YouTube. And then I was able to watch Kanye's um, Sunday service at New Birth in Atlanta. I watched the whole thing. Um, I just felt convicted. And I put my response or like what I was feeling in my planter group. So if you're not in the planter group, please join, um, you know, where I share like kind of all more intimate things sometimes. And yeah, so I shared this in the group and I wanted to read it to you guys. Um, The way God humbled me after watching Marcus Rogers and watching this video, I got convicted of being religious. I've always been and still will be a fan of Kanye, but I was a bit nervous about 
this and his Sunday service. But the Holy Spirit convicted me that it is not my job to say who is a part of God's family and who is not. Kanye may not, quote unquote, look like a Christian now, but God is able to use his gift if he wills him to do something great on this earth. I saw an error in my thinking that because someone does not look the part, they can't be it. It is not my job or any of our jobs to decide who is worthy of salvation and if what they are doing is true. It is only the power of the Holy Spirit. That's it. I can't deny someone's salvation or the opportunity to come to Christ. Praise God for those that are discipling people like Kanye and others we have deemed quote unquote, unworthy based off of what they look like now. I just want to encourage you to let go of every ounce of religious thoughts and remember your job is only to plant or to sow and God does the harvest. Pray that if you do have a religion in your heart, God revitalizes you and walks you through how to get rid of it, just like he is doing to me now. And obviously we use a sermon to know who is truly for God and who is not. But in our hearts, we should never deny someone the opportunity to come to God, even if what they are doing currently is jacked up. When you remember who you were when God found you and you truly surrendered, then we have no right to do so. If you have not fully surrendered to Christ and are still being a comfortable Christian, I will encourage you wherever you are to give your life fully. Honestly, reading that back, I was like, wow, like that was some really good revelation. Um, Yeah, God just really convicted me in that moment of being religious. And just because I looked at him, like kind of what he was doing, I was a bit skeptical. Like I was like, you can't tell me who is for me and who is not. And just because you look at that person some way, um, you can't deem if they're worthy enough to come to my kingdom. I think sometimes as Christians, we, and I I don't think I know it, um, especially when we really start surrendering our lives to God and we start, you know, changing up our lifestyles and all that stuff. We have, you know, very similar influences around us. Maybe we might be listening to more music that is a little bit more wholesome. Our friend groups may have changed. Just our environment is changing. So we're surrounded by more godly things. So the people that we're surrounded with may at times look like us and sound like us. Now, when we see somebody who's a bit different um, and has a past that's a bit different or, you know, just not fitting what we see in our Christian bubble, it startles us a little bit. And then we think in our hearts that without saying it, but within our hearts that we have the power to say that this person is for God and this person is not for God. Even if that person has um, said they follow God and they've fallen down so many times, but it wasn't true, it is still not our job to tell that person that they're not worthy. And sometimes we don't say it with our words, but with our actions, we shame somebody into making them feel like they're not worthy. And, you know, I think ever since I got this revelation, I've really been working on um, not being religious in my mind. It's so easy, even though you're really trying to live for God, like to just have this religious type of mentality. So it's only by the grace of God that he can break those chains off of our minds and help us to see differently. You know, one thing that always humbles me is when I look at who I was even when I knew Christ, but before I fully submitted, because there's a difference. You can know God, but if you're not fully submitted to God, your life can still 
look pretty similar um, to if, as if you maybe you didn't know him. Even though I was reading my Bible, I was praying, but I was not submitted. It was until I submitted to God, I was able to see, and I'm continuously able to see the growth and where I was. So that's something that really humbles me. And God uses to humble me that, uh uh-uh, don't forget where you started. Don't forget where you were. So um, with that being said, um, I, I just want to preference that that's the background from where I'm coming from. So if you want my opinion, I mean, I'm all for it. Like I listened to the album, I think now like three or four times, it's pretty short. So, um, I, I really enjoyed the music. I watched an interview on YouTube, uh, I think from Apple music, it's about like two hours, but you really get to see where this guy is coming from. You really get to see where he like what his struggles were and what his his current struggles are and how like how society had canceled him really took an effect on him so you know I was watching the interview I was so moved by it I really was I was so inspired by the interview even his 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 mind like how innovative he is and you know um, the direction in which he he can go, it was just very encouraging. And I think even making Christian content now, opening up um, a newer level or a higher level of innovation. Um, you know, I see that meme on Instagram where a Paul Rudd is eating the wings and he's like, look at us, look at us. You think we would end up here? Not me. And um, it's like Christians and, and hip hop people or something like that, like talking to each other. I don't know if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. But yeah, like it's a bop. Like it, the album is great. Um, you know, you can tell that you can't declare such things that are being said unless you have the spirit of Christ in you. So all of that being said, my title actually for today is, will you stand the test of time? Um, this interview and just everything that's been happening has influenced me in a different way. More of Yeah, will you stand the test of time? And what do I mean by that? Um, You know, one thing that um, I was thinking about as I was looking at, you know, what he was talking about was this idea and the power of planting seeds over time. The importance of that. Um, You know, Kanye just hasn't come to faith and isn't just new to like Christianity like this year. Um, he's been surrounded by, um, followers of Christ and very like, you know, bold followers of Christ. And I'll get to that soon. Um, and I believe he grew up in the church as well for the most part. So he's not, he is not that he wasn't aware, um, but seeds have been planted into his life to lead him up to this moment at the age of 42 seeds throughout his life had, had been prompting him, um, to get to this moment. So um, an example of this is even in my own life, you know, I was speaking to, um, I call her my, my Nana. She was my babysitter growing up. And I was talking to her a couple of days ago and I was telling her that, do you understand that you were the one who planted the seed like within me to know who Christ was? Because originally my family was all Muslim and, you know, thankfully my mom was so gracious enough to let me go to church with um, my Nana and she took me to church. And that's when I started to know who Jesus was. I started to know about church. I started to know about what it means to love Christ. Like I still know all the Bible schools, vocation Bible school. I went every year um, when I was growing up. I was even in the choir when I was younger. So I, you know, 
kind of absorbed all of these seeds and these little seeds are what's planting would have been would have been growing and and I guess sprouting into uh, into fruit that you see today. Even there was a song that I heard um, from Hillsong in like probably '99. Um, Shout to the Lord! I heard it on YouTube yesterday, and I just began to weep because I was like, "Wow, this lady used to play music like this in the car when I was younger." And these are the little seeds that have been planted throughout my whole entire life. Um, that are leading up to this fruit that you see today and then more. Or let's even talk about um, one of my friends from high school, Alina Puente, who was the first one to ever talk to me about a relationship with God. She was Christian and she knew I was Christian, but she lived differently. She was a lot different. I was a little rough around the edges. Um, she was a little bit different than me. And she was the first one to say, I'm not religious, but I have a relationship with God. And I was like, interesting, a relationship. Mind you, I grew up in the church, right? Um, I was like, what is this relationship with God? Interesting. So, you know, when I got to college, I started to see more of what that meant, but she planted the seed. Just one conversation 10 years ago planted the seed of wanting to know what a relationship with God looks like. And funny enough, that's one of the major cornerstones of this podcast or this platform is to help you grow an authentic and real relationship with God. But that idea was planted from a from just one conversation 10 years ago so that leads me to you know people have been planting seeds and those people obviously had to have relationship with Kanye so building relationships with people and continuously sowing into their lives um even if you don't see a change in their lives so like i said Kanye has been influenced by um different christian um pastors and influencers Two in particular were my pastors, and I still call them my pastors, even though I don't live in Miami, um, Rich and Don Cherie at Vu Church. Um, I mean, we all know that Rich and Don Cherie are friends with the Kardashians and they're friends with Kanye. Um, Rich was actually the pastor that married them um, when Kim and Kanye got married in 2014. Um, they've attended the Vu I think they were there one time when I was there. Um, he goes like when he goes to LA, they go on vacation together. He sees them. They've always been friends, but Rich and Don Shree are somebody who don't succumb to the culture. They've never been people who try to pretend to be one way with other people than they're another way. No, they're authentically themselves and they're authentically we about Jesus. So these people have been planting seeds into Kanye for years. If Kanye got married in 2014, probably Maybe he met Rich and Don Cherie maybe 2012, 2013 or, or before that. So can you imagine how many years these people have been speaking to uh, speaking to them or speaking to Kanye until they finally saw the fruit of that? Like in 2019, you know, this gave me this, that the question that goes back to that question. Will you stand the test of time? Will you continue to sow into um a relationship, even though the person doesn't look like you or speak like you, will you continue to sow the seeds that you have into that person and not throw them off? Um, and, and another example of this could be, uh, Kev on stage and Doughboy. Um, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, Righteous and Ratchet. I love it. I listen to it every week. Uh, Doughboy was an alcoholic for years and worked with Kev at all death, but Kev never threw Doughboy away. Even continuously, Doughboy, is you know he he he's still working on his salvation just like the rest of us but kev was always sowing seeds into doughboy and and 
I mean, I've listened to the podcast from a couple years back till now, and you can see the growth. And you know what's interesting? And I'm, I'm gonna kind of shift back to Rich and Don Cherie. These people have been criticized. They have been um, called fake pastors, false prophets. People would make blogs about them. I would read some of the blogs and things about them, lies that people posted just because they were affiliated with these people. But you know, they were, they, they, they got the message before all of us. Okay. Because they already knew in their minds what they were doing. They already knew what, you know, the seeds that they're planting and how they're trying to influence these people. Even Rich had Kanye design one of the covers for his books. You don't think that's a seed? Like, will we stand the test of time? Will we build relationships with people who may not look like us. It doesn't mean we have to be best friends, but will we continue to sow seeds of the truth into people over a span of time? Or are we going to just like forget about them because they're not getting it quick enough? They don't look like us. I mean, we have control over how much time we spend with somebody. We can control where, we can control how, we can control how long. So, you know, are we setting the test of time with our friendships and not giving up and canceling people. And then I'll take it home for you, other than just with people, um, sticking to the process until you see a change. I mean, I can only imagine what, um, you know, the people that have been speaking to Kanye's life and also Kanye himself has been um, going through in regards to this process of getting to know Christ, right? But, you know, take that into for yourself. Are you able to stick to the process until you see a change? So whatever it is that you are called to do, um, you know, whatever it's looking like right now, and you know that God has called you to it, are you willing to stick to the process? Are you willing to endure? Are you willing to stand the test of time? Are you willing to push past, you know, the circumstances? Acknowledge how you feel, okay? Acknowledge how you feel. Be true to your emotions, but then just continue going like and not giving up because there's fruit um there's fruit on the other side of this and we see this in in this in in this testimony that is so global now there is fruit i can even go back to rich and don Cherie. can we imagine how many seeds these people have sown how many much time but god was probably prompting them that be patient be patient i bet probably kanye texted hey rich i'm about to do this and maybe rich was like nah don't do that don't do it and he does it and he does it I don't know. I'm just saying, but like, are we able to stay through the process? Are we able to stand the test of time till we see a result in ourselves? And what's interesting about this is because we're able to do this, it influences other people to do the same. For me, I look at people like um, Heather Lindsay um, and her testimony. Again, um, it just amazes me. Like when you think about what people say, like, this is who I was before I met Christ. And when you see them now, it's like, what, how are you the same person? Like, like, what are you talking about? It's, it's just, it's, it's so wild to me. Or like this other um, girl that I follow on YouTube, like the things that she was saying that she would do before she knew, um, who Jesus was. I'm like, is, is no 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 self help book can do this. No meditation, no crystals, no chakras, no nothing can do this change in in somebody. But I'm sure when they got to this place of you know a crossroad of you know following Christ or not, there was a uh, you know resistance. There's always resistance when we're trying to change, even within ourselves, or also um, the enemy is always always trying to resist us at times. But are we willing to stand the test of time? 
And I see through, you know, the interviews and the things that I've been reading about him. I mean, he's been sticking through this process um, and we're never perfect as we're doing something, but um, just really sticking to it until we see a harvest. Another thing, um, and now I'll take it even another way personal for you. Um, are we willing to pray for someone that you know, or are you willing to pray for somebody that you know God has put on your heart, no matter the length of time? Um, even in my own life, there's somebody that I've been praying for for almost five years. Um, but God is still prompting me to pray for this person. Have I seen the fruit of it? No. But will I see the fruit of it? Yes. I know it because God has prompted me to do it, even though I don't see the fruit. And I won't lie to you. It is discouraging. It is discouraging um, when you don't see results, right? We get so discouraged. But are we willing to stand the test of time to continue um, going in the paint for this person, continuing to pray for somebody that God has put in your heart? Another perfect example of this is a friend of mine who her brother was an atheist for years for the past five years, um, he considered himself an atheist and she had been praying for him ever since. I mean, they grew up in the church as well. She had been praying for him. Um, you know, the enemy would insult her, um, that, oh, he's never going to change. He also would mention, I don't know, I don't that Christian stuff. I don't know. But glory be to God this year, he gave his life to Christ and, and is truly saved. But, that is not to negate the years that this this woman has poured into praying um, for her brother. So um, based off of what I've seen with Kanye and all these different things, like, are we willing to pray for these people or the person that God puts on our heart, no matter the length of time? And maybe it's one person for you. Maybe it's multiple. I don't know. But I could imagine how many people have been praying for Kanye to now see the fruit of this. You think that just came out of nowhere? Just came? No. There have been people that have been backing him and been supporting him that we will never know of. People, people like a Torrey Roberts. I mean, I'm not saying that they are affiliated, but it's possible. People like a Cornelius Lindsay. People like a, uh, like, like Rich Wilkerson. People that we don't even know of have been praying into this man's life. And I think as believers, you know, I've been seeing, I haven't really been watching a lot of commentary on this um, on YouTube or any videos, but the little that I've seen is it seems that believers are really like tearing him, tearing him down. And it's shameful. Like it genuinely is shameful. And he says it in, in one of his songs too, like Christians are the ones like that are against him the most. I mean, I ain't quote it correctly, but that's ultimately what he's saying. And it's shameful y'all. Like it's shameful. We don't need to be questioning, oh, is it for God or is it not? How about we just take the opportunity that if he is like, it, it, I mean, I believe he is like that he will stand the course and he will stand the test of time. That's what we should be praying for, not for, oh, I can't wait to see him fall because that exposes what your heart is looking like. Don't let God expose you. Okay, don't let God expose you because you don't want to be exposed. But thankfully, our God is so gracious that even if he, you know, corrects you, it's so loving and it's so tender and, and, and gentle that you just get it. You just want to change. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just letting you know right now that, you know, if there is an inkling of, you know, wanting to see him fail in your heart or you hate him so much and you're so pushed or persuaded by culture, um, I would really encourage you to check your heart. Uh, yeah, check your heart. 
um, because it's it ain't godly and it ain't cute. But yes, if there's somebody in your life that God has been putting on your heart to pray for, and you may not have to pray for them every day, but at least be praying for them over time. Can we stand the test of time? Um, I even forgot to mention this. I thought this was so interesting. And I'll give you an example, I guess, to kind of tie all of this up by standing the test of time. So um, I volunteer my time at church in this place where they make spaghetti dinners every Friday. And they've been doing it for, I think, five or more years every Friday. And people in the community um, that may not have food can come, they can eat, and they also can take groceries home. There's a clothing place in the back where they can like grab as many clothes as they want. And they do this every week. So one of the pastors was saying that, you know, this is a long-term thing. This isn't just like a short, um, I want y'all to get this food and then you have to come to church. Sometimes getting people to come into the house of God takes a long time. He made this example of this family, which he like, there's some of us stay in the church and then there's some of the team that goes out into the streets and gives food to the homeless, goes to shelters, and then also gives food to like houses that they know are around that people are just either not able to get to church or they're just, they just don't. He was saying that for two years straight, Every Friday, they would give this family or this person spaghetti dinner for two years. It took two years for that person to step foot into the church. It took two years of them consistently sewing, showing up, being consistent, praying with these people, praying for these people for two years before they showed up in the church. You know, one phrase that I'm loving, and I think my friend says it, or I've heard it somewhere, is you have to catch the fish before you can clean them. And sometimes that process is long. Sometimes it's 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 not a short process to really love on people, to really see the fruit of the Holy Spirit in somebody Um it's not something quick. And I think our society like tricks us into thinking that these things would happen overnight um, or we should get results in like a couple of months. Sometimes it takes years, but God is faithful either way. So I just wanted to leave you off with that story that um, don't be, don't be discouraged for some of us who may be waiting for something. I'm, I'm really praying that you'll see the fruit of whatever God has said over your life and that his promise is coming to pass in due time. Um, but when it comes to people, we just really have to be patient with them. Oh, child, we had to be patient with them. Um, and just continuously be consistent in whatever field we're supposed to be, just like how all these other people have been for Kanye, to see the fruit of today at 42 years old. So one thing or a couple things that I think we as a body need to be praying about and just within our general selves um, we need to pray for grace. We need to pray for grace for ourselves and for other people. We need to pray for patience. We need to, you know, in order to stand the test of time, you have to be patient and also not wanting to see others fail. Um, it can be just a little seed that kind of comes up in your heart, but 
you really, if, if that is you and, and you're feeling convicted about that, then you just need to pray about that. But as a body, these are the things that I really feel like from the, from what, from, you know, taking all of this in, like, these are the things that we need to pray about. And these are the things that Kanye actually needs, um, to be prayed for, for grace, uh, that he would have patience with himself and that we would also be patient with him and not wanting to see him fail and to see others fail that are in our, um, circle of influence. So that's my TED talk for today. Um, honestly, that was like kind of straight off the dome. I'm not going to lie. That's like all, all Holy Spirit right there because I just had a couple notes. But yeah, I'm just so grateful that you decided to listen to this episode. If you are enjoying it, don't forget to leave a review. And also, I'm, you know, I've been getting a little messages here and there on, on Instagram at The Planter. So if you really like this episode, please let me know. Share it on your social media. Don't be a stingy friend. It's not, don't, don't don't be that friend. Okay. Share with your friends, let them know what's up with the planter. And then let me know how this may have helped you or encouraged you, convicted you. I'd zoom now, but let me know about it. Um, and then also next event is coming up soon at the planter meetups. It's coming up soon. I haven't set a date yet to be announced, but just know in November, we're going to have another meetup. So usually the meetups are every Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that. And yeah, just some exciting things are coming up soon, guys. So continue listening. Um, if you like um, the planter, just subscribe. You can subscribe on the website as well. And I'll share the updates there. Um, but yeah, let's keep the conversation going on social media. I would love to hear from you and just kind of see where your head is at, what you thought about it. And let's get on and popping. All right. So I'm so appreciative. I get to speak to you again for another week. And I pray that this week is blessed for you. Alrighty, speak to you on the next episode. Bye.